Welcome to Worship Power University, an outlet for creatives to experience community, grow in their giftings, and take part in liberated worship. We would love to connect with you, so take a moment and visit our website at worshippoweru.com or connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at worshippoweru. We are so excited about what God is doing in and through you as you walk out your purpose in this earth. Now get ready to hear a powerful, life-changing message inside Worship Power U. Praise the Lord, everybody. It's so good to be with you all. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And happy Pentecost. This is this time of the year where we celebrate the blessed Holy Spirit. And we thank God for his spirit at work in us and for the gift of his Holy Spirit. Um, thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm, I have a word from the Lord that I want to share with you. I just want to thank you so much for um, your support and for your prayers and for just continuing to come alongside of us as, as a ministry. And um, we are just so grateful for what the Lord is doing, um, even in this opportunity or this time of crisis, in this time of pandemic, in this time of isolation. We thank God that um, he is with us. We thank God that he is with us through this and and He's he will continue to be with us and that he's doing something in our midst even as we seek him and as we study and as we, we, we come together and as we learn and we glean from the word of God. Uh, I just want to thank you so much. Those of you um, who have just been showing so much love. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, since the last time we were together, um, I had a, I recently had a birthday. Um, was my first COVID birthday, and it was a, it was a, it was a different type of experience. And my heart goes out to all of you who have celebrated birthdays in isolation or in during this pandemic and aren't able to celebrate the way you ought to celebrate. Um, but I thank God for life. I thank God for His peace that passes all understanding. And I thank God for you. I thank God that you are, that we are connected. I thank God that, um, that he has a word for us today. And I just am so looking forward to what the Lord will do in our moments together. Amen. Uh, with that said, if you have your Bibles, you'll find me in the book of Luke and the fourth chapter. And you'll also find me in the book of Acts and the first chapter. So we're looking at the book of Luke, chapter 4. I'll read from verses 14 to 21, and then we'll skip over to Acts, chapter 1, verse 8. I'm reading from the New Living Translation of the Bible, and here begins the reading of the word of the Lord from Luke, chapter 4, verse 14 to 21. And it reads, Then Jesus returned to Galilee, filled with the Holy Spirit's power. Reports about him spread quickly through the whole region. He taught regularly in their synagogues and was praised by everyone. When he came to the village of Nazareth, his boyhood home, he went as usual to the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read the scriptures. The scroll of Isaiah the prophet was handed to him, and he unrolled the scroll and found the place where this was written. Verse 18, the spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. He rolled up the scroll, handed it back to the attendant, and sat down. 
All eyes in the synagogue looked at him intently. Then he began to speak to them. The scripture you've just heard has been fulfilled this very day. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere. In Jerusalem, through Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. The word of the Lord is blessed. Now, before we begin, in this season, we've been given a un unique opportunity to spread news like wildfire. And our timelines are filled with news about the current pandemics. And yes, I use the word pandemics advisedly because COVID-19 isn't the only thing killing people out here. <clears throat> COVID-19 in and of itself, however, is not a respecter of race. And it is a sad and unfortunate reality when humans have used the power that they acquired through their jobs or through man to kill black people. Uh, but today, as we celebrate and remember Pentecost, I've come to talk about a power that man can't give you and a power that man cannot take away. And I would encourage you right where you are to take this opportunity to share, to share the word of God in our timelines or send a text message or send a WhatsApp. And let's take a moment. Let's share this word. Let's share this message. Let's share it. Let's share Let's share. We can't talk to our neighbors in the pews right now, but let's share this message and let your contacts know that today we are going to talk about the subject, keep that same energy. Keep that same energy. Today we are going to talk on the subject, keep that same energy energy. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for the blessed Holy Spirit at work in us and through us. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's go. I'd like to set us up for our talk today by taking a look at something called a sustainability plan. A sustainability plan is an outcome of how you or your cause intend to last amidst variable circumstances or situations. Sustainability planning includes the actions an organization takes to maximize its chances to survive and perhaps even to thrive despite the uncertainty of what the future may bring. Sustainability planning is a concrete process that an organization takes on over the course of several months. It is also an ongoing process that should become a part of an organization's framework. Quite simply, a sustainability plan is a plan to make the thing stick. It's a plan to make the thing last, uh, to allow it to endure. And we will set this thing up by exploring together, if you will, sustainability plans. God is the master of developing sustainability plans. God's plans always work out. 
And God's plan is for you to last. You want to fact check it? Let's fact check it. Go right back to the book of Genesis. God said, let there be, so there was, and guess what? There still is. God is the master of the sustainability plan. John chapter 15 verse 16 says, you didn't choose me, I chose you. And I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. Uh, the King James Version puts it this way. It says, fruit that remains. And we see God at the very beginning setting us up and allowing us to be where we are today. Now, the more you read your Bible is the more you will come to understand that the sum of the Bible, the Old Testament and the New, is really a love story between God and man, his greatest creation. Now, if we were going to go back to Genesis, we would see that when God made everything and called it good, that ideal Eden state of fellowship and communion was something that God so cherished. We were created to worship, to fellowship, and to have communion with God. But when sin entered the picture, something changed. Uh, something changed. Have you ever had a plan to fail on you? Have you ever had to found yourself having to say, ah, this was not a part of the plan? Uh, to me personally, that's the worst. There's nothing worse than a failed plan. I did all I had to do. I crossed my T's. I dotted my I's. I got all my ducks in a row. But then something along the way or somewhere along the way, something happened. Things just didn't work out. The plan was a fail. The plan was a flop. Ah, but how many of you know that your failures and flops are events and not people? You are not a failure. You are not a flop. Come on, somebody. But failures and flops are just the thing that God can work with. Failures and flops are, some, are just the thing that God will step in and work with. And I hear God saying that he's turning failures into footholds. Ah, did you catch that? I hear God saying, I'm turning failures into footholds. I, I don't know who that's for, but I don't, I'll take that for myself. God says, I'm turning failures into footholds. Our foothold is a strong first position from which further progress can be made. And the truth is, a lot of times, we use failure as an excuse or as a sign for us to quit. Uh, times of failure cause us to want to give up. But if you only knew, if you only knew that you are a part of and you are a beneficiary of God's sustainability plan, then you would hold on to God's word just a little harder. You can pick yourself up and dust yourself off and progress and propel into purpose and destiny. I said God is the master of developing sustainability plans. God's plan works. Hallelujah. Praise God. That's a good thing to put in the comments. Say God's plan works. God's plan works. It works. It works. It works. Uh, the next thing I want to tell you about this idea of a sustainability plan is that God's ultimate sustainability plan is for you. It's for you. 
It all started with God the Father and his creation. I just told you that the Bible is the love story between God and man trying to connect. In Genesis 4, we see the account of the first act of worship with Cain and Abel. We know their story. Uh, but the boys were simply attempting to connect, to please God, to connect with God. Something had gone wrong in Eden. The plan wasn't working and the connection was lost. And then we have the second act of worship with Noah. The first thing he did when he got off the ark was he built an altar in an attempt to connect with God. Uh, the third account of worship is with Abraham. He attempted to connect with God by offering his son as a sacrifice. Man desires to connect. It's an innate desire, and we were made to connect with God. We were made to worship God. Worship, which is in part fellowship with God and fellowship. That's what God had with Adam before sin came into the picture and separated them. But man has malfunctioned and ejected him. And, and after Adam, the Bible consists of countless attempts to get us back into the presence of God. Then enters Jesus on the scene. Jesus was the second Adam, having similar assignments, but Jesus was the foolproof version. God was successful in restoring us back to him through the person of Jesus Christ, his ultimate sustainability plan. Ah, somebody thank God for Jesus. Come on, say it where you are. Thank God for Jesus because this plan wouldn't fail. Jesus cannot fail. Jesus will not fail. God's ultimate sustainability plan is for you. Ah, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes on him would not perish but have everlasting life. This plan is for you. Hallelujah. Ah, this plan is for you. It would involve murder and miracles. Ah, it would involve lies and laughter. Uh, it would involve slander and the supernatural. It would involve a harlot and a whore. It would involve a pregnant version. Ah, hallelujah. It would involve uh, prayer and fasting. It would involve testing and temptation. But this plan was sustainable. This plan was intricate. This plan was detailed. This plan was even scandalous. But this plan worked. Hallelujah. Jesus became the ultimate sacrifice. And through his death, burial, and resurrection, we now have access to God. Hallelujah, somebody, for access to God. Aren't you glad about access? Aren't you glad that you don't have to go through a person, a pope, or a priest? Aren't you glad that you can connect with God right where you are, wherever, wherever you find yourself? Aren't you glad that if you make your bed in hell, there he is with you? Aren't you glad that he will never leave you nor forsake you? Somebody thank him for access today. Ah, I give you keys to the kingdom, access to my throne room, and there you will see the promises of God. There you will access my promises, everything I've spoken to you. God says, thank, God says you have access. Somebody praise God for access. Access that causes you to bind and to loose. Access that causes you to declare and to decree. I have access. I have access. I don't need to sit on hold for 20 minutes while, he's, while you get yourself together. God, ha God has given us direct access 
access to the throne room of God. I said God's ultimate sustainability plan is for you. Hallelujah. Praise God for access. Now, as we work our way back to our text, I've got to tell you this, that not only is God the master of the sustainability plan, and not only was God's ultimate sustainability plan for you, but God's sustainability plan includes you. Includes you. You are a part of this plan. You have a role to play in this plan. And God wants me to tell you today that he has set you up and equipped you with everything you need to execute his plan that includes you. Can we pause here for just a moment? I don't know about you, but I'm so glad to be in the number. I'm so glad to be a part of this plan. Uh, if you've been alive for two years, I'm sure you've gone through times in your life where you didn't feel a part of something. Uh, no sense of belonging, or worse, you felt left out of something, excluded, not cared for, or not considered. You might have felt, or maybe you feel right now, that you're isolated and alone. But I have good news for you today. You are a part of this. Yes, 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 you are a part of this. You, you are, you are, you are. You have not been left out. You are cared for and considered, and guess what? There is a work for you to do. You are a part of God's sustainability plan. Who, me? Yes, you. Yes, you, with all of your failed marriages and with your bad attitude and with all those babies out of wedlock. Yes, you, you with all those baby mamas and baby daddies. You with all of your hang-ups and all, the other, and all that stuff. Yes, you, you with your low self-esteem. You with your depressive and anxiety disorders, you with your fat self, you with your skinny self, you with your broke self, you are a part of it. Come on somebody, shake yourself, get yourself all the way together and say, I am a part of God's plan. Yeah, I am a part of God's master plan. You are a part of God's sustainability plan and there is a work for you to do. This plan includes you. Come on and give him praise right where you are. Come on, because he didn't leave you out. He never, he didn't leave you out. He didn't do it for one and not for, for, for the other. Ah, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's, his love for you is not, is not greater than anybody else. He doesn't love anybody else greater than he loves you. Ah, he, this plan includes you. He did it just for you. He saw it through just for you. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise God. Now, if you were to, if you would allow me for just a moment, this plan can be surmised into three parts. Father, create them. Son, save them. Holy Spirit, sustain them. Praise God. How is it that we get to be a part of this great sustainability plan? How is it that you and I, with all of our perfect imperfections, get to play a role in this? The Father did his part in the beginning when he created us, and Jesus did his part on the cross of Calvary, and the work was finished. And on the day of Pentecost, ah, praise the name of the Lord, the Holy Spirit stepped in to do his part. And now it's time for you and I to keep that same energy. Ah, yes, somebody. I said keep that same energy. 
the word of the Lord for us today. You and I are a part of God's sustainability plan. And we've got to keep that same energy. Come on, put that in the comments right where you are. Just type it in. Say, keep that same energy. I've got three points and I'm all set. Point number one, do ministry like Jesus did ministry. <laughs> keep that same energy. Do ministry like Jesus did ministry. Let's fact check it. John 14 verse 12 says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. In this verse alone, the Lord gives us a three-step process. Step one, you've got to believe. Step two, you've got to keep that same energy and do what Jesus did. Step three, you've got to move on to greater works with the help of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. John 14, 12 establishes for us the fact that we are to continue to do ministry as Jesus did ministry. What did Jesus' ministry look like? It looked like miracles, signs, and wonders. It looked like healing on the Sabbath. It looked like advocating for the poor. It looked like rescuing the perishing. It looked like caring for the dying. It looked like turning water into wine. Ah, somebody. It looked like casting out unclean spirits. It looked like keeping the main thing the main thing. Praise God. It looked like loving the unlovable. What did Jesus' ministry look like? It looked like feet washing and humble servitude. It looked like standing up to inherent religious rituals and routines. Ah, the Holy Spirit has come to sustain the mission to enable and empower you to keep doing ministry like Jesus did ministry. Come on, somebody. Give God praise right here. Keep, keep doing ministry like Jesus did ministry. Praise the Lord. Oh, and if you think I'm scared to tell you about what it didn't look like, you have something coming. Because guess what? Jesus' ministry didn't look like a lot of churches today. Jesus' ministry didn't look like pomp and circumstance. Cut it out. Jesus' ministry didn't look like building funds and pastor's appreciation banquets. Jesus' ministry didn't look like cliques and clubs. I told you I wasn't scared. Jesus' ministry didn't look like spiritual abuse and manipulation. My God, Jesus' ministry didn't look like classism and racism. Ah, for God so loved black people. For God so loved white people. For God so loved Asian people. For God so loved the world that he gave his son. Now, you might criticize me for this one, but I believe that the racist and the classist are not beyond the love of God. I believe that the racist and the classist are not beyond the saving power, the saving power of the Holy Spirit. I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm sick and tired of the madness that is going on in the world today. But you've got to understand that the word of God stands forever. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers, against the 
the rulers of darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness in high places. Ah, uh, we don't talk like this anymore. But if you need to get some things done, I dare you to get in the spirit. Ah, uh, use your authority in the spirit. And remember that some things only go by prayer and fasting. Somebody get in the spirit and you can decree and you can call forth and you can make things happen in the realm of the spirit. It's not just something we talk about. It's not just something we used to talk about it's a reality now i dare you get in the spirit and start making things happen in jesus name not by might not by power but by my spirit says the lord and i'll be honest i can't say that i'm mad about the responses that I've been hearing with regards to the protests and the methods by which people have taken in the name of justice and advocacy. Uh, because I was raised in a West Indian home. And I thank God for my West Indian upbringing that taught me principles and values and proverbs like all who don't hear must feel. And every dog has his day. I, I told you I wasn't scared. I didn't say it was in the Bible, but what that means for those of you who do not understand is that there are consequences attached to not listening. If you want to fact check that, you can see that in the Bible. Just ask Pharaoh. God told Moses, tell Pharaoh, let my people go. And he, he, he dillied and dallied and dragged his foot till, till all, havoc was, was, all havoc broke loose in, in Egypt all who don't hear must feel there are consequences attached to not listening but i've come to you today with a word from the lord to tell you that we have a responsibility to do ministry like jesus did ministry keep that same energy praise the lord here goes point number two and i'm almost through point number two there is a purpose for the power. Ah, there is a purpose for the power. The Holy Spirit has become one of those taboo topics. And different religious circles or faith circles have different ideas or opinions as it relates to the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Listen to me good. The Holy Spirit didn't come so you can speak in tongues, kick down benches, hop on chairs, and have a good hurrah in church. Let's fact check it. Jesus says in our text, verse 18, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free. I want to let you know today that the Spirit of God and the anointing of God enables you to do, to do, to do. The anointing is God's permission or his seal of approval for you to do something. It's not a competition to see who has the best gift. It's not a competition to see who's the most spiritual. Uh, it's not a competition to see who is closer to God. There is a purpose for the power. And I want to let you know today that you are anointed. 
Tell yourself, I am anointed. You can put that in the comments too. I am anointed. Ah, you are anointed to keep that same energy wherever you go. Ah, praise the name of the Lord. Let me tell you something about the anointing. You see, people hold anointed people on a high pedestal. And I want to let you know today that the anointing does not make you perfect. Look at me. I know I'm anointed. I know God has called me and has given me permission to do what he has called me to do. But I know I'm not perfect. I already told you, catch me outside on the wrong day, step on the wrong toe on the wrong day, and I can't promise you that I'll act right. Yes, we strive for holiness and we mean to do the right thing, but I don't get it right all the time. But I am anointed and my anointing is evident because I do what God gave me permission to do. You can do what God gave you the permission to do. And, I just, and stop this nonsense about the hypocrites in the church and so you're not going to church anymore. The devil is a liar. What does a hypocrite have to do with you? I don't know about you, but I refuse to go to hell for a hypocrite. I refuse to pitch my tent in hell for a hypocrite. No, no, no. I said I won't do it. Listen to me. I don't drink coffee, but if we were to sit down and if we went for coffee one day and I told you the stories of some of the things I've been through with church folk, with anointed folk, <laughs> with holier-than-thou folk, uh, but the Lord had to step in and intervene in my life and in my, my walk with him real quick because if I based my walk with the Lord off of some of these jokers... <laughs> Good God Almighty. But I come to tell you today, you are anointed. And just because you are anointed doesn't mean you have it all together. Praise God. But I realized this a long time ago. Yes, the power has a purpose, but it's not about you. You can't mess it up. It's not about you. It's not about me. Paul says for me to live is Christ. And for me to, and to die is gain. The purpose of the power is to enable you to work outside of your natural limitations for the cause of Jesus Christ. Ah, you can do ministry like Jesus did with the help of the Holy Spirit, understanding the purpose of the power that Holy Spirit has given you. I'm done. I have one my last point. Tap into the Holy Spirit's supply. Tap into the Holy Spirit's supply. Uh, some of you find it hard to walk out purpose and destiny because you don't feel like you've got what it takes. But my assignment is to remind you that you can access the gifts of the Spirit that is everything you need to do what he called you to do. Listen, if you can do it on your own, it's not big enough. If you have all the resources at your disposal, it's not big enough. But let's look at 1 Corinthians 12, verse 4. Verse 4, it says, There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. 
there are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. Uh, a spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another. And to someone else, the one Spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to, to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another contrary spirit. Still, another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. You have a gift. There is a gift or gifts with your name on it. And the gift, courtesy of the Holy Spirit, is what you've been equipped with to serve the Lord and to be a witness for Jesus Christ. I dare you today to tap into the Holy Spirit's supply. Uh, spiritual things can only be spiritually understood and discerned. And I dare you to get outside of the natural and stop being so carnal. We're just so carnal these in these days. We're just so carnal, carnal Christians, just carnal Christians, just all about the world, all about how the world's the world systems and how the world does things. Let the church be the church. What happened to your values? What happened to your standards? Come on, somebody, stop being so carnal and embrace life in the spirit. You don't have to be like everybody else. Uh, we used to say, dare to be a Daniel. Dare to stand alone. Come on, somebody. Get yourself all the way together and stop being so carnal. Live in the Spirit. Life in the Spirit. That's what I'm talking about. Life in the Spirit. And use your gifts to glorify God. Keep that same energy wherever you go. Come on, somebody. Keep that same energy on the highways and the byways. Keep that same energy on your job. Keep that same energy in the church. Keep that same energy in your home. Ah, the Spirit of the Lord is upon you, and he has anointed you. You are anointed. You have the Holy Ghost. The fire of God burns within you. It's a fire that cannot be quenched. Uh, the zeal of God has consumed you deep in your soul. And I dare you to tap in today. Tap in right where you are. Let the fire of the Holy Spirit burn within you. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. It doesn't have to be spooky and it doesn't, it doesn't require all this stuff that we're used to. Holy Spirit's at work right with, with you, right where you are. It could be in your car. It could be in your house, wherever you are, in your bedroom. It could be in your kitchen, in your bathroom. The Holy Spirit is at work right where you are. 
praise God. We don't limit him to a feel-good experience in a charismatic church. The Holy Spirit is not limited to that. The Holy Spirit is not limited to the flat seven or a good note on the organ. The Holy Spirit is not limited to that. The Holy Spirit is moving right now, even as I'm speaking this. The Holy Spirit is at work right now. He's, he's doing what only he can do. He's doing for us what we cannot do for ourselves. Acts chapter 2 and 17 says, In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. God says to us today, keep that same energy as you prophesy. Ah, Jesus is saying to us today, keep that same energy as you see visions. Ah, he's saying, keep that same energy as you dream dreams. There is an ever-flowing supply in the Holy Spirit. Ah, there is boldness that you need in the Holy Spirit. There is the wisdom that you need in the Holy Spirit. There is the knowledge that you need in the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody. There is the faith that you need in the Holy Spirit. There is the healing that you need in the Holy Spirit. There is the power that you need in the Holy Spirit. I dare you right now to tap in right now and receive from the Holy Spirit. Receive. right. You can lift your hands right where you are and just say, yes, Lord. Yes, Holy Spirit. Yes, Holy Spirit. Yes, Holy Spirit. Just say, yes, Holy Spirit. Say, yes, Jesus. Yes to your will. Yes to your way. Yes, Holy Spirit. I invite you to do what only you can do. I invite you into my life. I invite you into my sphere. I invite you into my personal space. Holy Spirit, yes. My answer is yes. I told you before that God's sustainability plan included your direct access to him. You don't need somebody to lay hands on you. You can receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit right where you are. Hallelujah. You don't need somebody to go before you and to, to, and to, to stand in the gap and all this great stuff. No. The Holy Spirit is with you right where you are. May the power of the Holy Ghost come upon you right where you are in Jesus' name. Brothers and sisters, keep that same energy. Remembering that God is the master of the sustainability plan. Remembering that God's sustainability plan is both for you and it includes you. And as we play our parts in this plan, we have a responsibility to do ministry how Jesus did ministry. We have a responsibility to remember the purpose of the power. And we have to know that we can tap into the Holy Spirit's supply. God bless you today. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for what you're doing in the lives of your people everywhere. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for how you're moving in the hearts of your people everywhere. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for doing for us what we cannot do for ourselves, for teaching us how to serve you, for teaching us how to pray, for teaching us how to do what you've called us 
to do. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Listen, one of the attributes of the Holy Spirit, and we've heard it uh, in, in the videos before, and in, in the uh, as people have testified of the Holy Spirit, they said the Holy Spirit is a comforter, he's a healer, he's a keeper, he's an advocate, he's a guide. But one of the attributes of the Holy Spirit is that the Holy Spirit shows us Jesus. And maybe you're watching today, and maybe in, 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 in listening to all of this, something is stirring on the inside of you, and you just can't quantify it. You can't explain it. You can't, you can't explain it. You just don't know what it is. I'm come to, I've come to tell you, the Holy Spirit is at work in your life and in your heart, and he's showing you Jesus. And if you've never made that decision to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, there's no greater time than now to do it. I always say it's a no-brainer decision. And if you are ready to make that decision, I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you and lead you in a prayer that will point you to God, to Jesus Christ. Or maybe you've lived a life of you. You're familiar with this. You, you grew up in the church. Maybe you knew, you knew something about this. You knew a little bit about this. And, you know, you kind of, maybe you lived a ritualistic life or you just did it because everybody else did it. It was a, it was a follow fashion type of thing. I've come to tell you that it's all, this is your opportunity. Let's get back in line. Let's get back in focus with the Holy Spirit. Let's get back in focus with Jesus Christ. And let's, and I want to pray with you. So if you're ready to make that decision, I'm telling you it's the best decision you can ever make. We're going to pray right where you are. Just pray and we're going to ask the Lord Jesus to come into your heart. We're going to invite him in to do what only he can do, to save us and to keep you and to deliver you and to set you free and to set you on your way. Amen. If, you're, if that's you, just say with me, Lord Jesus, I stand before you today. Come on, say it after me. Acknowledging that I am a sinner. Acknowledging that I have transgressed your law. And Lord, today, I tell you from the bottom of my heart that I am sorry. Say, Lord, I confess Jesus, that he lived, that he died, and that he was buried. And on the third day, he rose triumphantly from the grave, and he has ascended on high, seated at the right hand of the Father, ever living to make intercession for me. Say, so now, Lord, on the basis of this confession, on the basis of my declaration, I now declare to the glory of God that I am saved. Say, thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Say, thank you, Lord, for making me whole. Say, thank you, Lord, for giving to me thy great salvation, so rich and so free. Jesus you are my Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Uh, amen. Praise the Lord. If you prayed that prayer with me today, I just celebrate you. 
Uh, the Bible lets us know that the angels in heaven rejoice over one person that comes to know Jesus Christ. And we celebrate with you. And, and if you would just be so kind, just there's some information on the screen. Would you get in touch with us and let us know about the decision that you made today? We want to pray with you. We want to support you. We want to give you some information and connect you with an online pastor and answer any kind of questions that you might have about this decision that you made today. I want to let you know today that if you said that prayer and you meant it from your heart the holy spirit is with you the holy spirit is with you and that is awesome news that is great news today i thank god for what he's doing and what he's going to do in your life so make sure you connect with me i want to hear from you i want to hear what the lord has done in your life say yes i've made that decision or even let us know if you've made a decision to come back to the lord and you just want us to pray for you or we just want us to to stand with you we're here for you we're here to do that uh, you can just you can download our app. You can go to our website, www.worshippoweru.com. Check out our online campus and just get connected and, and enjoy life in the spirit as we as we grow together in our online Christian community um, that is Worship Power Live. I thank God for each and every one of you. And I'm just gonna pray as we close. Father, I thank you for that person that is with that is listening today, each and every person. God, I thank you for how you're moving in the lives of your people. I thank you for the precious Holy Spirit that leads us in all truth, that guides us. Oh, what a wonder you are. Lord, we thank you for your move. We thank you that, you're, that you lead us. We thank you that you direct us and you guide us with your eye. And Lord, we just thank you, Holy Spirit, for, the, for a, a outpouring of your gifts, for an outpouring of your spirit upon us all flesh, Father. I thank you that you're doing for us, like I said, what we cannot do for ourselves. You're teaching us how to pray. You're teaching us how to commune with you. You're teaching us how to live life in the Spirit. We thank you that you, we thank you that we are a part of your master plan. We thank you that we get to play a role. We thank you that your plan never fails. Your plan didn't fail. Here we are in your presence. We can't escape you. We can't. We can't escape you. We thank you for your blessed Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us. We would love to hear about the impact that Worship Power U has made on your life. Send us a message on our website at worshippoweru.com or on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Worship Power U. We look forward to seeing you at one of our worship experiences. So stay connected and plug in to what God is doing at Worship Power U. May God bless your creativity and empower you as you worship.